Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannon. Blop pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Play the Bay. I am one of your co-hosts, Kaylee Chikoski, and I'm here with Evan and Chip. Guys, the Bucks are still alive in the playoffs. Bucks are moving on to the division round. It's Brady versus Breeze Part Three. Hold on, let me put this up here too. Put up there. You go. Get the. Uh, there you go. I love that graphic. Whoever made that deserves a raise. To be honest, it's a History <laughs> Channel show in the makings look at those two grizzled vets uh wow. drew Brees looks like a science teacher he does uh, <laughs> oh and then uh tom brady looks like the most longer, interesting man a in cabin guy yeah he looks like a bad santa claus <laughs> like a badass or a bad santa claus like one that like almost like well who's that guy in that movie Billy Bob like, Thornton. Ah, like that that's, yeah, that's Santa, like the okay. vibe that it gives me, like where he just is like a Santa Claus, but he like legit breaks and enters and steals things. With this, this picture, me- this like is screaming, please, we need hip surgeries immediately. Don't <laughs> <hurt>. <laughs> Send us our ARP cards. Make sure everything's moving. Good. It looks, it looks like Tom Brady could be like uh in an old, like an actual, like he could be an expendable seven. Like with uh, <laughs> Stallone, uh, he could be in there with Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That that's what Tom Brady like. Strap up, like strap on some like uh, machine gun bullets, and then give him like the double barrels, and then like slap him in there for expendable seven seventeen and a half. That's what you can do for Tom Brady right now. Oh, uh, this is. I mean, this really is hilarious. But it is. Hey, we made it just like we all said. We see what they had to do to get to the next step. Mike Evans played great. So hey. Next step, alive. we move on. Alive and well. Alive and yeah. well. Not not the game they'd probably like to see coming up, but it's the game they got. So, you know, that's true. the wins. Oh, Are when you, you playing with house money, you got to do it. You got to do it. You know? Speaking of betting, uh, Chip, are you going to be betting this weekend? I mean, I don't bet anymore because I'm horrible at it. I'm a horrible yeah. gambling person, <laughs> but... I might make a bet like a like a guy bet maybe with you and I maybe. I'm okay with doing that. You know, maybe are something you, like that. Are you betting, Evan? Do you bet? I, I bet occasionally. I'm terrible at it too, just like Chip is. Uh, but I might do it this weekend for the <laughs> divisional round. But I need a place where I can go bet. Is there a place where I can go bet, Caleb? You know what? There is a place you can go bet at betonline.ag. The Super Bowl in Tampa is coming up right around the corner. So if you are looking to place a bet on any of the sports coming up, any of the games that are this weekend or until the Super Bowl, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always the online concedo, which never closes. So that's a fun fact. I know 
Yeah, that that actually surprised me. The online casino does not close. Oh, so no. I know. Yeah, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like the best thing for me because I'm a person who gets like <laughs> really into it and I would never be able to get off. But for I'll those of you, you I tell you one thing though. Great job on the ad read for first timer. That's right. First <laughs> Thank time you. ad read. Thank you. Take a Thank bow. you. First time Guys, ad read. That's a okay. over that to betonline.ag. Did you like that? Did you like that transitional story I had? I love that. Like, it was like a I layup for you. It was like, <laughs> Scotty e. Pippen to Air Jordan. Let's get it in there. <laughs> yes, it is because it's hard. I was telling you this before the show. I don't bet because I'm just like very conservative with my money when it comes to certain things. Yes. But so I was like, I don't want to like read an ad about betting and just sound like a complete betting rookie. So thank you. Thank you for your. Hey, you're there welcome. You go. If I'm ever looking to lose money again, I'm going to go to bet AG and sign up right now. <laughs> If I'm uh, looking to throw some money away this weekend, I will go there and make some bets for the divisional round. I can't wait. Let's it's gonna go. Be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. So uh, Paige is here. I'm going to bring her in. Boom. Yes. What's going Hello. on, guys? Hey, Paige. Lucky hey. for you guys, Bet Online is the official partner of the Draft Network. So oh, you should have just, just let me come in and do the yes. ad read because I would have just, <laughs> yeah. just delivered for you guys. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, for all of you that degenerates gather around the campfire okay? <laughs> there's a lot of us and we all like betting at betonline.ag so there's plenty to gamble on there's a lot of matchups a lot of player props that we're loving so you know feel free to go to the draftnetwork.com and you can make money because jamie's jamie's on fire with the player props we got double oh, really? the ad reads on the show Love that. double the yeah. ad reads. if you're looking to advertise with us go to believe.com and go to their sponsorship advertising look at that <laughs> look at that i love it i absolutely love it well done well thank done you. i appreciate yes. that thank you very much so well please. thanks th thanks for oh, coming on the show right, thank you right, so i was just gonna say thanks for coming on the show appreciate oh. it we had her on beauty and the cleats a couple weeks ago we did like, we got to bring her on our show because she's yes. a bucks fan also a Bears fan, which we found out too. I'm wow. sorry to hear about that, but she's a Bucks fan as well. So we're like, we got to bring her on the show. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I am. I'm a Chicago girl, so I have to qualify. I am a Bears fan, but I am a family friend of the Arians family. So I am a wherever okay. Bruce is coaching, I'm a fan, right? So it's almost it's almost more of a fandom. I get way more angry at people who get nasty about the Bucks because it's like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like a family member. Like you just get more, yeah. you get more angry, you get more emotionally invested. So it's funny because like, yes, I have grown up a Bears fan, but I'm so I'm honestly so immune to their BS at this point that I'm like just like like this, not emotional with them. With the Bucks, however. I ride the wave and I'm new to the wave and Bucks fans are an interesting bunch. So it's been a, it's been a very, very, uh, you know, roller coaster esque year is the best way to describe it. See, I'm right there with you. Cause that if, if people know me that is, I have lowered expectations going in each and every season with the Bucks. So I'm there with you. If, if they disappoint me, my expectations weren't blown out of the water. I'm okay with them losing just like last year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. So going into this year, expectations still low, but now yeah. they've, they've kind of been blown out of the water. We'll see how this weekend goes. So that's I'm there with you when it comes to you got to ride the wave of, of – mediocrity especially with a, a team that's been so bad for so long so i i, 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 feel, you. I feel you listen listen it's amazing to me that we're talking that the word mediocrity has even entered the conversation <laughs> when discussing a team that went 11 and 5 
okay, and is in the second round of the postseason. Like, that's the part of me that, like, can't – I'm like, Bucks fans, I get it. You've been tortured for a while, but, like, call Detroit, okay? You want to know what it's like to be to be perpetually in a state of we've never even been to the big dance, right? Like, yeah. you're, you haven't been around as long as some of these organizations, and you won a Super Bowl, okay? There are many teams that have not gotten there and have not won the big dance, okay? So I said, anytime you're feeling bad for yourself, just find a Detroit Lions fan, okay? And then you just stop feeling bad for yourself. I can assure you of that. I like that. Yeah, I like that very much. So yeah, it always be worse. Just remind myself. I'm a Jags fan. Worse. I'm a Jags fan. I can tell you, it's definitely worse. And living in Tampa, the entitlement that Tampa Bay fans have. I'm like, you don't know what it's like to never be good. You have no idea. You have no you're, idea. You're about to. I, you're listen. The the I can see you're on the horizon though. You're like mm-hmm. looking, and you can see something that's very exciting. Right? You're like, okay. This is exciting. This is exciting. And you got Trevor Lawrence. It's about as exciting as it gets considering the Jets found a way to win themselves out of him. So you should really take that as a victory. You should really take that as a victory. I think what Kaylee's trying to leave out is they might be getting Urban Meyer, too. Her best coaching friend right now, Urban Meyer, that might be coming to be a head coach of her Jacksonville Jaguars. Isn't that right, Kaylee? It's a painful thought. Um, It kind of like puts a damper on all of the great things we have going on, all the draft picks and Trevor Lawrence. It's hard to be excited when that is our most likely next head coach. Kaylee, I agree with you because I think when you look at all of the current coaching vacancies and the draft capital and everything that you have available to yourselves, right, you guys are the most lucrative opening that exists. You have the number one overall pick. You've got tons of draft capital. You've got tons of salary cap space. You've got opportunity just that does not exist across the NFL and they should be courting. They're the hot girl. Like they should be yes. courting all of the boys. Yes. Like they should let everybody come to the dance. And instead, they're like, no, we're gonna go with the old guy that hasn't ever done it. Like, I just don't That's, understand. It just does yeah. not make any sense to me. The old like, guy that no one likes. Yes. Yeah. So you're trying to say that the Jags are a almost pseudo sugar baby and they're going after the old guy and just settling. The old guy in the corner. The old guy in the corner. Florida, maybe. Almost the state Florida. Maybe the younger girls find the uh, guys with the loot, you know, the older guys, maybe. This is this is the hot girl, though. This is the hot girl with everything. This is hot girl summer. Like, this is the hot girl (laughs) who's got her own bag, who's got her own life. This is not – she's like – sitting back and she's looking she's like i can have anything i want it's not like oh i need somebody right that's not a sugar baby this is hot girl summer and i'm going okay shot Khan, what's going on here pal because you don't understand what this hot girl summer is about and he doesn't he apparently doesn't listen to any rap music or know anything about that otherwise no, no. no. he doesn't strike me as a rap kind of guy i can't imagine that he listens to a lot of rap music no i don't this this girl's got 75 million in cap space, an offensive <laughs> player with a with James Robinson, a great rookie find who did great. Eifert managed to stay healthy-ish. You still have Cole, you still have LaVisca Chenault, and you still have I'm missing one other wide receiver. And I'm you, well, and you also have a UDFA that you found, James Robinson, yep. who's gonna James, come in James as a top yeah. ten back. I mean, you've got a that's what I'm saying. 
Con, call me, okay? Let me operate this hot girl summer, okay? I know this. I will be in my bag, and I assure you we will find you a better coach than Urban Meyer. I Respectfully to Urban Meyer, he's done a ton of great work in college football. The NFL is a totally different animal, and he's been away from coaching in general for a couple of years. So, Kaylee, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll pour one out for you when they inevitably hire Urban. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And Evan, before we jump into the Buccaneers, let's yes. talk about your IPA of the day, Paige. Yes. We, we started this thing last week because Evan's constantly hyping up beers that don't pay us to advertise with our podcast. Oh, no. yeah. So it's, we it's, decided to make IPA of the day so Evan can show off his craft. I can dream. I, I, I can dream it. God damn it. I get, I'm a dreamer. I, you know, one of these days, one of these brewers are like, Whoa, that's a great idea. I want to sponsor the show. So yeah. uh, more or less, not really an IPA, but more of a red India pale ale. This is from the Tampa Bay brewing company. It is the mm. seasonal migration. Yes. Look at yeah. this nice can. You can see the birds in the background migrating towards <laughs> Florida. It's a very crisp taste. I like it very much. So Tampa Bay brewing company. Wash up. I also like their their silo beer too as well. That's a great IPA. So yes, Tampa Bay Brewing Company. My hats off to you. Thank you, Evan. Let me explain to you. This is this is yeah. This is your second lesson for the day. So we learned about (laughs) Hot Girl Summer. Then the second the second lesson is no free shoutouts. Okay, so this is a new thing. You're gonna have to come on the show. You're gonna have to say no free shoutouts. So people understand at least at a minimum they have to send you free beer. Right. Mm. At least set that threshold for yourself and go, you know what? No free shout outs. You either stock my fridge or you pay me. These are these are the 2021 rules. I'm trying to bring you in the pool here, Evan. I'm <laughs> really like trying it. to bring you in you. here. I yeah, that. I like that. Well. Free free advice. Yeah, Let's jump well. into the Bucks because they pulled off the wild card win. Obviously, their first playoff win in quite some time their first playoff appearance in quite some time and they beat the Washington football team 31-23 now they'll be facing the Saints but let's recap a little bit about that wild card game what do you guys feel the Bucks did well obviously besides winning the game there was a few different areas where they did improve from what we saw over the season so what stood out to you the most in their win over Washington I think spread the football around I mean they're probably and, and we've talked about this right before the show came on I mean this is a team that's so deep at wide receiver, uh, also tight end. Cameron Brake got into the game. Gronk was used mostly as a run blocker, uh, which was fine with me. I mean, he can still uh, be a viable option. But just all around, just wide receivers, everybody got some targets. Everybody, it seemed like, scored touchdowns. So um, they just spread the ball around really well. I'm going to let you take this one. Yeah, I think just overall, when you looked at what Washington's defense had been doing uh, for the entirety of the year, they were holding teams to under 200. I think it was 191 yards of total passing offense, and Tom Brady threw for like 387 yards in that game. Uh, the only there were only like two other quarterbacks that had thrown for over 300 yards is Ben Roethlisberger and Jared Goff. So I think a lot of that focus should have been on the fact that. While, yes, that was a team that only won seven games, that was a top 10 defense that they were playing um, on the road, uh, mind you. So I think that that was my focal point. A lot of what I think I wanted to see in that game was, okay, what is the offense going to do? How is that offensive line going to hold up? I think, obviously, you have to give kudos to Donovan Smith for absolutely playing out of his mind, right? Yeah, that's it. That's a very, very strong, you know, defensive line in Washington. And Ron Rivera is a hell of a coach. And every place he's ever coached at, he's he is getting maximum potential 
from his and maximum output from not a whole lot in front of him. Um, so I think, although I know Bucks fans would like to think because somehow they pick apart every victory that they have, um, a <laughs> no. win is a, a win is a win. A postseason win is definitely a win, uh, especially on the road. And I think you saw a lot of things that you can build off of offensively. And luckily for you, you got to see my Chicago Bears put some good things on tape defensively that you can learn from and take into the Saints game. I think that yeah. you can really use to your advantage um, with some, you know, some key additions, obviously getting some guys back on the defensive side of the ball. I love the fact that they got that run game going against uh, mm-hmm. you know that that formidable front seven of the Washington football team. We have all those young guys, Montez Sweat, you got Chase Young, but Fournette, your boy, Kaylee. No your boy, your boy Fournette <laughs> having a touchdown, you know, had a, almost a hundred yard day. You know, getting that getting that run game as I, I think the most important thing with this team is is getting that going. Because if they don't have that, Brady's gotta throw it 50, 60 times and you know. He's 43 years old. He can't throw it all day. So I think, you know, that's the template of what they need to do going the next game against the Saints is, and now they're going to have Rojo in the mix too. So we get that double-headed monster, you know, with that backfield. So once they they established that against Washington, it was it was good to go all day. I mean, I I, I was impressed, man. With the, yeah. especially with Washington having that that defense where everybody's like, man, they're a scared defense. They can they can you know contain people, but they got that going, man. I loved it. I loved it. And that and that to me. We'll talk about the things they did bad, but mm-hmm. offense, offense wise, they they looked like another kind of complete team going forward. They they keep doing this each week by week, and I said this on the last show. You know, they're catching fire at the right time. Now, obviously, that's when you need to do it. It's going into the playoffs, so that that's what I liked about that game was you know they got the run game going, the offense looked good. Brady was spreading the ball around. It was it was just it was fantastic. I loved it. It was great. Speaking of Leonard Fournette, because you know before we get to picking apart the win as just traditional. Boy. Fans, yeah, boy. You know, Fournette. I'm a big believer, and he's he's good for like two to four games a season, having a good performance, and the rest are just pretty mediocre. But do you think going into this week, he's going to be as much of a factor on the offense as he was last week? I mean, obviously, now the Saints are looking at him as the leading back, whereas last week you're going into a game where Washington, you know, you have Rojo going out pregame with a quad injury, so they're not looking at him all week preparing for him to be you know, Leonard Fournette, RB1. Now the Saints really are going to be looking at him to lead that offense. And even with Ronald Jones in there, they're going to be nursing his injury a little bit. So Leonard Fournette's sure to still get some, you know, touches on the ball throughout this game. Is he going to have the same kind of performance this week that he had last week? I don't know that he's going to have to have the same kind of performance, right? I think the the reality is you're talking about two teams that know each other really well. So they'll be they have this is the third time they're matching up. So it's not like they're going to see something from Fournette or from Ronald Jones that they're not going to be prepared for and vice versa. These are not teams that don't know each other. These are divisional teams that know each other. And obviously with Leonard Fournette, you've seen enough on tape over the multiple years from him in the league. So I think, you know, they're going to establish the running game. That's got to be a part of this um, to open up the offense. That's been the recipe for success for them all, you know, all year long. But what I will say is obviously knowing Bruce very well, like whenever you start to buy into thinking you're going to get something, um, he'll change it up and give you something else, right? Because it's about winning the game and us guessing at what they're doing is, you know, exactly what he wants Sean Payton and company to be doing. Right. So that's, that's kind of where I, I mean, I can't envision the, that the run game is, 
is, uh, you know, not going to be there. And I see that can't run on the Saints. David Montgomery could still run last week. Like, and that's, and that's <laughs> like, and respectfully, like I, I saw it. You can run on Saints. And I saw it on in two games. And the offensive line that you're talking about here is in a completely different place coming off of that you know, strong performance. And I hope they take that confidence into this game against the saints where it is going to be about the trenches again. Like that's what it's going to be about. And they've gotten out physical the last two times they played the saints and they can't let that happen in this one. I think Alex Kappa. Well, I don't know if you were about to say the same thing. I was about Alex Kappa. Kappa being out. uh, And I won't, I won't dwell on the point. I won't drill it home that hard, but Kappa being out obviously is going to be a big loss. And I know, I think, Aaron Stanee, I think is how you say his name. I think he's from James Madison. He's been in the league for three years. Uh, he's played a little bit, so uh, you'll see him fill in. But, uh, Paige, I have to agree with you. They're still going to try to run the football. I think this time or what I'm looking for now is get Gronk and maybe I want to get him out, get him down the middle of the field, get him past that second level of linebackers and try to look for him on just quick slants and kind of halfway down the field. We all know the Bucs can stretch the field vertically now with their full complement of wide receivers. So I think some of those underneath passes and maybe some of those intermediate uh, things could be available for them. But we'll have to see the loss of Kappa. And like you said, Paige, the line that game was unbelievable. I mean, so much to the point to where, you know, I saw uh, in the, I think it was the news today or yesterday where uh, Chase went up to Tom Brady after the game and it was publicized. They all shook hands. And I think Brady's sending him a, a signed jersey. Yeah, Chase Young uh, goes, there's one thing I want from me. He goes, what? I want that. He was pointing to the, the jersey. And Tom jersey. Goes, yeah. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Hugs and kisses from Tom. That's what it's going to So they played next level uh, last game, and I hope everything stays together, even with the minus Kappa. So. Paige, I got to ask you about, you know, Antonio Brown's role has been increasing, you know, week to week. Are we are we going to see like an explosion from him against the Saints? Because, you know, Lattimore's probably going to go, obviously, against Mike Evans. Are we going to see an explosion from Antonio Brown this week against the Saints? I mean, everything kind of all the signs point to yes, right? I mean, you you obviously know what you're going to get with uh, Lattimore and Evans matching up against each other, which uh, is always always match. I want to see yeah, some left hooks, some right hooks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's always it's always a good one, but I think at the end of the day, like the only thing that Mike cares about is winning that football game. So if he's got to got to distract Lattimore the whole game to keep other people having opportunities to be open and and get to the right receivers that's 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 what he exactly what he will do and i think what you've seen from antonio is you have to keep in mind you know how far along in the process he came into the fold right not only not only as a part of trying to figure out being a piece of an offense but also just being in football shape people that have never played a sport at this high level don't understand how much reps it takes to just get to the point where you are in game shape. Like the entire league took four weeks to get there because they did not have any preseason. Like that is the reason why it took a little longer. And for Antonio Brown over the last three weeks, what you've seen is if you watch his feet, his feet look like old AB. They look like Pittsburgh AB, right? And that is not by a miracle that is because he is getting in game shape. And now that separation that he is able to create when he is on the field is happening because nobody stutter steps like a B when he's at the top level. Right. And that is what you've seen over the last couple of weeks. And I don't care who it is. If he's at the top of his game and he's and his feet are moving like they need to, 
good luck because he he can move yeah. and shake anybody. Any chance he comes back? I know that the Bucks are really in kind of cap hell right now with they got to pay Chris Godwin next year. Did he, any chance AB says I'll take a little bit of less money to come back, or you think he's going to hit free agency again? I mean, if he's smart, he will, right? <laughs> I, I think I think the the reality is like this isn't this isn't like you know um you know not by design that he's able to have all this success. I think if he's if he's smart and if he understands that you know he was he was gifted a chance and a privilege to play in the NFL because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Um, yep. You know, I think that I, I don't think he takes that lightly and I don't think he takes the relationship that he has with Tom lightly either. So I would not be surprised to see him take less and then build in some signing bonuses, right. And get really, you know, one of the things that you can always do with the cap is you can get really creative with, yeah, yeah you might not be getting the money here, but you're going to get the money A, B, C, D, and E. Right. And you heard Bruce talk about like, we wanted to get him that incentive, right. Yep. You, you build in those incentives and, and then he ends up getting paid a, you know, a decent amount of money. It, also knowing that AB's made quite a bit of money throughout his time. I think, you know, if he really is wanting to win a Super Bowl and it is about, you know, less about him and more about, you know, what he has been preaching, I think there's a good chance he is back in Tampa. I mean, Tom Brady's a, I wouldn't say judge of character, but when a guy can go on Instagram and and, and Facebook Live and be crazy for a little bit and and, <laughs> and then like go throw, throw a bike at a security cam and then have the HOA president go, it's okay. You know, they beat Carolina. It's all right. It's quite all right. Like Tom, Tom Brady goes, yeah, I still want him on my team. It's okay. You know, he'll be fine. He'll be all right. The cra- he can stay with me and Giselle. Just stay over in the left and white ring, white uh, ring of, of Derek Jeter's mansion. He'll be fine. Just we'll keep him on lockdown. He won't be let out after nine p.m. I, Tom Brady's just like, look, I got this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's you're, the word you're looking for is structure, man. Mm, like a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people, a lot of gr- a lot of grown ass people need structure in their lives, right? And it would have a lot more success having the discipline that Tom Brady has the difference between Tom Brady and everybody else is discipline. Like he's not more physically gifted and by a long stretch than a lot of the players we see in the NFL. Why is he better than everybody? Why is he the goat? Because he's got more discipline. He's got more competitive nature than anybody else. And that's what keeps him at the, you know, the high level that he competes at. And it's good for AB to have that in his life. Hey, we all know he's a vampire. vampire. You don't have to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> we know he's a vampire. Drinks the blood of children, eats kale salad all day. He's a goddamn vampire. Listen, guys, you think AB enjoyed that Steelers game watching Cleveland? You think he had a little, just a smidgen of, of joy there? I'm going to envision yes. Right? <laughs> I'm going to envision. I'm going to venture to say that there is now that's coming from somebody who enjoys pettiness. So, keep that <laughs> yes. um, but I think there's enough, you know, enough sauce there that there, that he probably sat back and went, yeah, I enjoy the fact that I'm still in the postseason and Ben Roethlisberger isn't, you know, I got you. So looking at this defense, obviously, like you said, a playoff win is a win, but are we at all concerned about the defense? Because you have to give it to Washington. They had uncertainty at quarterback, obviously Taylor Heineke coming in, Alex Smith kind of being declared out for that game earlier in the week. 
But he was able to do some really impressive stuff, especially in the second half. He was able to lead a few drives that were very impressive, move the ball, kind of slice and dice the Buccaneers' defense in a way that maybe they weren't able to do in the first half and then, you know, sneak it in on his feet in the end zone and really bring this game that kind of seemed too far away or out of their grip really into perspective in a way that they could potentially come back and win in the second in the second half of the game obviously that didn't happen but he still looked really good for a guy who was a second string quarterback in XFL. the XFL and then yeah. came in as the quarantine quarterback in the NFL are you at all concerned about this defense going forward i know there's big plays but their consistency is just something that leaves a little to be desired what do you think um, I mean, their consistency is definitely, I mean, it's not, it's not consistency. It's losing Vita Vea. Like they haven't been yeah. the same team yeah. since that. I mean, he, he has impacted so much and does so much for that team. Um, am I concerned about the defense as a whole? No. Am I concerned about the secondary as a whole? Yes. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. the, it's total, the whole total thing. Yep. Two, two completely different questions. Now that yeah. being said, um, Drew respectfully to his career uh cannot move around like the quarterback that they just saw okay which creates issues and dynamics that drew can no longer do when i mentioned it earlier the chicago bears put a lot on tape that you can watch and learn from because going into last week and maybe bucks fans don't know this the chicago bears did not have a single starting cornerback playing in that game they were completely down and they were down roquan smith in the second level so they had to very much so play a type of defense that i think the bucks are going to have to learn from to get in drew's face and make him uncomfortable and get that pass rush going because they don't match up well in the secondary they just do not and if he has time he will pick them apart that is the reality and then the Bears knew that as well. They were like, listen, we know we're gonna lose the one-on-one matchups on the outside. So guess what we gotta do? We gotta get to we gotta get to Drew. We gotta make him uncomfortable. And that is exactly what they did. So that is exactly what the Bucks need to do. Whether they do that or not is to be determined. But I think they, you know, Todd Bowles is a very, very smart defensive coordinator. Uh quite sure he's gonna have some things dialed up. And obviously Devin missing the game in Washington was a huge loss for that defense. So I think that obviously changed the dynamics coming into this game. I'll tell you one thing, though. I think the Bears are going to be making a call to Taylor Heineke and go, I want a Heineke. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I, want you, I, want, I want Heineke to come to Chicago and replace Trubisky. We got Heineke replacing Trubisky. Come on, Paige. Come on. It's uh, as, as much as I enjoyed the <laughs> minutes of fame that Taylor had, I'm going to go with the fact that the evaluators in the NFL probably knew something when he was on the way out and playing in the XFL. You know, sometimes a little easy to have. Graduate of Old Dominion. Come on now. Come on. Rivera already saw him in Carolina. So Rivera already knew who he was. So, I mean, he spotted that and knew that. And that's, you know, he brought him along and said, hey, I know this guy. He can do it. Listen, if you can move around a little bit, you can at least do something, right? It's like at least if you're – you got some level of mobility, you can at least create a dynamic that's different than, you know, sticking a statue back there who also isn't a great quarterback, right? So, unfortunately for Mitch, Mitch is super athletic and can run around. They just don't let him. So, he is terrible as a quarterback. Paige, when it comes to the the one-on-one matchups, you know, we've got Lattimore versus Mike Evans. We've got Tristan Wirfs, you know, going against Cam Jordan. You know, which of those matchups are the Bucks more powerful or, or better on and which one's weaker for those matchups? 
Um, man, it's hard. Like Lattimore has really owned Mike. Um, as good as 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 much as I love Mike, man, he's like my before that before Bruce was out there coaching. Like Mike is just such a he's just like a quiet superstar. Like the I'm glad that the NFL is because of Tom Brady is like paying attention to him more this year. But the dude has just been silently putting up numbers since he walked into the NFL with absolutely really nothing around him to show for it. So I'm, you know, happy that he is getting those accolades, but I do think for whatever reason, there's always certain matchups that lean one way versus the other. Um, and Lattimore has definitely, you know, kind of owned Mike in those places. Now on the flip side, Tristan Wirfs and Cam Jordan is really interesting to me, right? Because we haven't had enough of that because Tristan is a rookie to really go one side or the other. What I will say is I think Tristan has the ability to own that matchup that's respectfully to Cam Jordan. Bitch like, slap Cam Jordan. I want him to manhandle <laughs> Cam Jordan. Bitch like, that's not going to happen. No, <laughs> no. We don't need 15 yard penalties. We yeah. need really not, damn good blocking. Shit, that's what not we need. Figuratively, not like oh, no, not no, actually bitch game, slap. Guys. I'm talking about just manhandling your boy. He's an mean, old pass rusher. He knows all the tricks of the trade. He's still going to get upfield. He's going to get into Wirfs' body. Now, Paige, I agree with you. Wirfs is one of the most athletic, explosive linemen that we've seen in a hot minute. He's got long arms. As he can keep Jordan away from his body and keep him out there with those long arms, you have a chance. But let's not let's not kid ourselves. This is an experienced pass rusher, knows what he's doing. He's going to get in there for one or two plays. I don't think he's going to manhandle them all day. So. We'll have to see. Containment will be key. You don't want him to have a huge game. You know that he's probably going to get a pressure or two. You don't want any sacks, but I would roll away uh, maybe opposite direction probably. I love all these Facebook comments. <laughs> I was going to say, are you guys getting are, – where are, who are all these Saints people that are jumping I, in? I feel like they're not Saints people. I, I feel like I, they're I, just anti-Bucks people if I had to guess. <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I know who this is. This might be uh, – Radio Johnny from uh, the JP Peterson show. Uh, that's, he's doing this anonymously because he is a Saints fan, even though he lives and in he, Tampa. Yeah. So this might be Radio Johnny. I think that might be this guy that's trolling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's yeah. a guy that hosts a show. He's an Tampa. executive. He's, he's an executive producer on the JP Peterson show, which airs on 820 AM every Monday through Friday from three to 6 PM. He's the he executive yes. producer. And that's it. So I knew it. So he's doing this anonymously. He's doing it anonymously. Yeah. So nobody can figure it out, but obviously I figured it out. So I, no, no. <laughs> yikes. Yikes. You got It's like, listen, dude, I get it. You live in Tampa though. You got to just, you got to keep that. You, if you're going to try and be inconspicuous, you got to be a little bit more inconspicuous than uh, Evan. <laughs> figure it out in like two seconds yeah that wasn't a good job there pal yeah no i i was sure it was like just some bucks hater but but Paige, one of the things the saints do the best is just getting that defense going on first and second down so they don't have to come as hard on third down they're really good at putting quarterbacks in third and long situations getting some pressure and forcing fourth downs and forcing teams to punt do you think Tom Brady, who kind of struggled in the beginning of the season on those third and long type of situations, made some mistakes, people were questioning his accuracy, his arm strength, all of that kind of leading into the back half of the season. Do you think that that could be an area of concern for Tom Brady or do you think Tom? Angie's list is now Angie and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. 
No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Brady's in playoff Brady mode, kind of ready to just keep this fire burning. Uh, I think Brady's in playoff Brady mode. Um, I, I just You're talking about almost two quarterbacks that have completely opposite spectrum playoffs over the last decade, right? Like I, I respect the hell out of drew. And if I wasn't rooting for the bucks because of Bruce, I would probably root for drew to get another one. Cause he's like an all timer. Um, but this is the worst version of drew that we're going to see um, in this current status. And for everybody that has, you know, questioned Tom Brady's arm strength, you clearly have not been watching him play football. Like I, I don't, I don't, I mean that in the most respectful way I can possibly say it. Like you literally have not been watching him play football. Like he, <laughs> he, he put two ball. Like if you go back and watch the film against Washington, there are two throws that are that are fu throws. Okay, <laughs> they are literally so dumb. Okay, like it is, it is so ridiculous that you watch that and they they stand out so far because the spiral is so tight it is quite literally there is nothing if a quarterback coach was watching it they could not tell him to do anything other than exactly what they saw like it is perfect throws right and there are so many variables to do that when you're not in a quarterback drill is almost impossible right so watching him at his age make those throws you know, is insane. Right. And as you jokingly put up, be like old Tom, right. Like, and it's just like, as much as, as much as you've seen a decline in kind of the other older guys, right. When you talk about Drew and you talk about Ben Roethlisberger and uh, uh, even Philip Rivers, you kind of, everybody's kind of grouping them all together. Tom's not declining. Like yep. Tom is not declining. Like these guys are declining. Like they, you have seen by far and away, Ben Roethlisberger is not the same guy. Like, like Drew Brees cannot make the same throws that he makes. He's going to give it all, his all. He's an all-time preparer, all-time competitor. But for to to your point and to your question, like you know, Tom is a different animal in the postseason. And I don't know how. I don't care what team he's playing for. It does not matter. He is the differentiating factor. He brings a different level. And if you know the terminology. In college football, people talk about the people you send off the bus, right, to set the tone, right, because you get scared. The other team is intimidated. Is there any team that it could any person in the history of football that you could send off the bus first that is more intimidating than Tom Brady? The answer is no, because there is nobody who has the pedigree in the postseason that he does. Nobody. So you send him off the bus. And the Saints are sitting there, and it's like you like you see Tom with his swaggy little glasses and his really nice coat and his UGG boots and all his BS, and he walks out, and you're like, yeah, that's a that's a billion dollar man. Like that's what you see. Like you're like, yep, okay, like good luck. Like that's that is the fu coming off the bus that like nobody wants. So you know, I I expect big things from Tom. I don't care what defense they're playing. I tell you one thing: this is like Cam Newton. So if he dressed Tom Brady like Cam Newton, would he be the most intimidating person off the bus? I ask you that. Depends on what, depends on what outfit we're talking. Cam You're not going to see Tom Brady in old women's clothes, Chip. You're not going to see him with like a sash or like a scarf. You're not going to see that.
I'm so, sorry, I couldn't help so, myself. So, Paige, what you're trying to say is we're not going to see Jameis Winston at all during this game, right? We're not going to see him eating W's. Like, I, if I was – I'm kidding, by the way, for that question. That was a dumbass question. I, I, I would think of the Bucks. what the Bucks need to do is play that stupid celebration video that they tweeted out after the game where Jameis is, like, acting like he did something the whole game, which he's on the oh, sideline on a God. clipboard, and then eating the W's again. Dude, that needs to go in the locker room and play continuously, like on a loop, on a loop to get them. Like, I want to destroy this team because they they've swept the season series. This is number three. This is this is all yeah. for it. So, if I'm the Bucks, I want to I want to hurt people this game. Like, I want to send Drew Brees in early retirement. He needs to go to CBS <laughs> and get his 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 TV announcing days going right now instead of having them beat me again. This is go time for this team. That's what yeah. I want. Evan, I I can recall right after that game, right? And I'm watching them celebrate. And I had a, t- I honestly, I had a tough time watching it for a lot of reasons. One, what did you win? Okay. First and foremost, okay. Congrats <laughs> on your, congrats, like literally congrats on your, you know, generation where we give you a participation trophy for winning a regular season game. I have absolutely no idea what you're celebrating. The secondary part of that, why the hell is Jameis Winston on camera? Like, literally, I just wanted to be like, bro, I have no idea why you're on camera. Well, it's I'm, like that like, that wooden spoon that you try to, like, twist in even though he didn't do anything. Like, oh, I, I'm on this team that beat you. I didn't do anything. I just held a clipboard, and he's just like, hey, I want to stick it to you even though, like, I didn't do jack shit. And it's like that wooden spoon. It's like that that little redheaded stepchild that just has to, like, yes. say, hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here doing stuff. I'm here. And he's he got just, ADD. He, you know, he feels some type of way, and I get that, but it's just it shows that he hasn't matured. And that's a lot of the reason that he needed to like move on and pretend like potentially actually win a starting job in the NFL. And he proved that every NFL executive yeah. and any every NFL GM and every NFL head coach was in fact correct because he learned nothing and act like a petulant child celebrating something that he absolutely did not deserve because he did nothing to earn that victory. So I think that's the, that's that part. And to your point, Evan, I think if you know anything about Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady is the petty King. Okay. Tom Brady lives for pettiness. He is, he can recall every person drafted ahead of him. He is psycho MJ Tiger Woods competitive, right? So if you think that that bulletin board material that the Saints delivered to them in the regular season, I was praying for this matchup. I was like, please deliver this to me in the postseason because you saw all of that celebration and what an absolute way to just, you just, you like, you, you had all your little fun and then you're going to get tap dance on your grave if you if the Bucks end oh. up winning this because nobody cares about the regular season. It doesn't matter. Those regular season games will not be talked about. The Bucks win. That's all anybody will talk about. And yeah, that's I mean, you, you, you got science teacher against, you know, <laughs> expendable seven. No, man. That's what you're you logging guy. You got you got <laughs> I want to chop lie. some chop some wood and then you got Bunsen burner man on the right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what if I got. if I was running the Bucks Twitter account, um, I would one hundred percent have that video ready oh, to go, oh, locked yeah. and loaded. Should I be able to hit send? As soon as the clock hits zero. I mean, I'm not telling you that's what to do if you're running the Bucks Twitter account, but that's what you should do if you're running. Obviously, that's what she's telling the Bucks social media. What's up, up, Jill? 
who runs yeah. a Twitter account. Which, <laughs> let's, let's dial in those drafts. Let's get. I'm. Yeah. I'm, quite sure, I'm quite sure she's got. One hundred percent. Quite a few, quite a few things uh, saved in the drafts that she's prepared and hoping she gets to drop uh, when and if the Bucks take care of business against the Saints. Paige, what kind of what no kind doubt. of game? What kind of game are we going to see? Are we going to see a high scoring game? Are we going to see you know a slobber knocker of a just a defensive you know low score? We're going to have field goal kicking all day. What kind of game are we going to see on on, on six forty p.m. on Sunday? I, I think what a, weird, what a weird ass time to 640. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Do we have to save time for 60 minutes? Is that was that what's going on? We have 60 minutes coming up on CBO. Uh, like what it 640? Come on. That's that's dinner time for some people. We got six. It's uh it is an awkward time, that's for sure. I think I think you're gonna get somewhere in between, right? You're not gonna get, you know, a crazy 40 point performance. I think you're gonna get somewhere in between. Uh, like a 27, 24 something kind of range yeah. between both teams. I think both teams probably max out at 30 points. I see both teams putting up points, but I also know that both, I expect both defenses to show up and play, you know, tough games here. And I expect, like I said earlier, that it, it'll be a lot about the trenches. Like who's going to win these battles in on the offensive line and on the defensive line and who's going to create pressure because both of these quarterbacks struggle when they get guys in their face, right? Both sides. Um, neither one of them is moving around. They never have. And they especially won't right now in their, uh, older age. So I think that's where you, you know, you kind of look at this and you go, okay, this, that's what you need to see. You need to see a battle and, and I hope the Bucks, you know, kind of take care of business uh, with that. Yeah, right now, I mean, looking at some of the betting numbers and just the betting public, the overall uh, feeling is that the Buccaneers right now, the experts are taking the points, which is three, and the over-under is 52. So yeah. kind of what you said, I totally agree, Paige, like a 27-24 division rivalry. I mean, these teams have already seen each other twice before. Uh, and also, Paige, what you said, getting these guys off their mark, you know, they're set, they have timing routes, and those are the things they've done so great for so many years. And even though Drew Brees is, is banged up, we're not we're not really going to have the best, best version of him, obviously. I think this is his last year. Um, but getting them off their mark and, and making them be mobile, throw on the run, and, and mess up their timing will be important. So, Paige, I'm going to jump away from the NFL real quick just to ask you, Justin Fields, we were talking about mobile quarterbacks, and you know he took one crushing hit, which I still don't think was targeting. Personally, I've lost the definition of targeting now in, in college football. But you saw him last night get out of the pocket, and he was still kind of mobile um, as far as gaining, I think, 25 or 30 yards in one play. How do you think he's going to be affected going into the draft and going into the combine? Do you think he's going to be – you think you'll have everything together with all these injuries, ribs and things of that nature? Or do you think he hurt his draft stock last night? Or how do you think he did? No, I think, you know, between the performance against Clemson and this performance, you know, he was already getting slotted behind Zach Wilson, who was a big riser this year um, within the NFL draft community. I think most people still have, uh, Justin Fields in the second slot as QB two right behind mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence. Um, you can't look at the performance against Alabama and weight it more than you do against Clemson. Right. I mean, he yeah. had a, against a team that nobody beats. Right. And he yeah. went up against QB one and they sucker punched that team. Right. I mean, he threw for six touchdown. He was unbelievable <laughs> against that Clemson team. Right. So yeah. 
that when you're looking at that versus him playing, uh, you know, against an Alabama, t- uh, an Alabama team that quite frankly is so much better than everybody else. I mean, they yeah. are going to put back to back years quarterback and two wide receivers and an offensive lineman, potentially two offensive linemen in the first round. That is absolutely outrageous, right? It is absolutely outrageous that they have that level of talent out there. And unfortunately for Sean Wade, he opened his mouth and then he got all the smoke, right? I mean, I think that, that, that really was not his best move. Um, And Devonta Smith, you know, put him in a, in a quiet position very, very quickly, but I I don't anticipate Justin Fields hurt his draft stock and the combine is to be determined guys. So I I think you're, you're, you're looking at, okay, a lot of what we're going to have to do with evaluation is look at what we've seen and what we've seen for two seasons from Justin Fields was very impressive. Um, Because you cannot discount the entirety of his 2019 campaign, which was borderline stupid, where he did not throw an interception (laughs) in the regular season. I mean, it was so dumb, right? Like you can't, you can't look at that and go, yeah, okay, that doesn't matter, right? Like that definitely matters. His, his total body of work is still more impressive than Zach Wilson's total body of work, but we'll see where the guys have him. I'm quite sure they're all going to be arguing about him when it comes down to it. All right. One more waddle. Wanted gamer. He wanted to get in the game. I saw him for one play. He looks, I mean, like 75, 80%. Yeah. I can't imagine what it felt like for him to know that, man, I really want to get out there and seeing him go off the field. You knew he was obviously, you know, doesn't need to be anywhere near a football field. You had some pros tweeting out going, man, save it. You know, you're really close. You know, don't, don't get back out there. I know you guys still have him ranked on your website. I think in the top 10 or one of the top 10 prospects. Do you think he, and like you said, you just answered, we don't know about the combine. So maybe he heals up and everything should be good to go. You think he drops out of the top 10? So here's, this is a, this is a perfect opportunity for me to tell you about the two boards that exist on the draftnetwork.com, right? So if you go in, so there is a consensus board, which is how we rate the players, right? And then there is, there is our predictive board, which is how we think the draft is actually going to happen, right? Because a lot of times we don't have a first round grade on Mac Jones, but we have him in the predictive board going in the first round, right? So yeah. that's where the two differentiating factors, if we are giving our our top 10, is how we rate these players, right? This is what we would do. Then the predictive board will show you, okay, based off of need, based off of how teams draft, based off of the GM tendencies, this is what we assume will be in the predictive board. I think Jalen Waddle will still stay from our consensus board, Um, As far as talent, he will stay in that level because he is that talented. Uh, And and the the injury that he has is not a major one that he is going to have to come back from, right? An ankle injury where he was already coming back a couple weeks in. I I feel bad for him because I know you could tell emotionally just how invested this Alabama team was as a whole, right? Which I think is a kudos to Nick Saban because – the fact that he can manufacture that year after year with different players is is ridiculous, right? When you're talking about a guy who's going to go in the first round and he's willing to risk that because he loves his team that much, that is really powerful, man. So like the the recruiting 
was at a high level for Alabama yesterday because you've got Jalen yeah. Waddle and Devonta Smith talking about that and and talking about how much it means to be an Alabama you know alumni and what that means to play in that football game. I I don't envision you're gonna you know see him drop out too far because I think the injury they'll be able to to get it to a point four months from now right you're talking yeah. about quite a quite a big deal from now Eight where months, everybody yeah. gets the, Got yeah we'll get the, we'll get the medicals back and 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 we'll be feeling pretty confident in him and man two talented dudes right so talented him and Devonta Smith yep. That's what I had, Kaylee. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna steal her anymore. <laughs> Paige, I got. I got two things for you before we get you. Out of here. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. The matchup between the Packers and the Rams. Who would you rather face if you're the Bucks team? Obviously, we beat the Packers in the regular season. Lost against the Rams. Who would you rather face? Would you want to face the bad man as an Aaron Rodgers because he's playing out of his mind right now? Would you want to, you know, face the Rams again just to get that, that payback? For this uh, 150% the Rams, uh, do not want the smoke in Lambo. I'm going to tell you that right now, as somebody who has lived and breathed that division for a long time, uh, there is nobody that should tell you that they want to go to Lambo field in the postseason. that they, they just, Vic. he likes it up there. Yeah. It's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just one of those, it's one of those places, man, like, uh, especially with Aaron and the way that that team is playing the way that they're playing right now. Um, and, and just a little bit of that factor of like that team embarrassed, like Tampa embarrassed that team. Right. So you never want to walk into the situation where you already have the bulletin board material, right? Like yeah, vice versa from the, with the, with the saints. So, I don't think that's going to matter because I think the reality is you're probably going to be playing Green Bay, right? I, I don't, I'm yeah, not going to face that I'm, bad man. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to pick the Rams. Like, I, 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 hope, I hope more than anything, trust me, there will be nobody happier and more obnoxious <laughs> on social media if Aaron <laughs> Rodgers loses to John Wolford and Jared Goff. <laughs> like, trust me, it will, there is nothing that will bring me, I, not even a Bears victory could bring me that much joy. Like, that's how much pettiness <laughs> I would get from that. So I hope that happens for you, but I unfortunately think you're going to be looking at a rematch if they come out uh, at Lambeau Field. I don't know if I want to face hurt ribs too, so that's, a, that's another yeah. positive. How many of those, how many of, the, of those uh, mighty swell cocktails did you uh, slam down after the Bears, you know, losing? Oh, very many. <laughs> you, I, I got to tell you, you your, your bartending skills are on point. You were just shaking it up and then pouring it down. Man. Bartending I, 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 in college, bartending in college, you know, you got to get have a side hustle to make money while you're going to school. So I was bartending in college. So I can mix up, a, I can mix myself up a good drink, which is pretty necessary when you grow up watching the Chicago bears. So it's not uh, unlike any other year when I'm used to watching them and making myself many cocktails. Yeah. Evan, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that uh, transition into my question. My last question for you was, are you switching up the cocktail this weekend? What is it going to be <laughs> if you are? Cause I, your last one looked amazing. So any, any tips or any insight on the recipe for this weekend? The recipe may or may not be Buccaneers themed this Ooh, upcoming uh, week. It may or may not involve, uh, you know, a different, what I would say, a uh, different flavor coming from Mighty Swell. So there are a couple of my, if I did a Mighty Swell big board, there would be, it would be a pretty tough decision for me between blackberry and peach. I would, they would be fighting and maybe depending upon my day, I would have to pick one over the other. So I did blackberry last week. Uh, it's going to be peach this week with some other ingredients, really easy to mix up. 
and uh, I'll be posting that for all, all the Bucks fans who apparently they were really upset with me last week because apparently I was, you know, I owed them a cocktail. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm sorry that I upset you. Like, I'm and Bill's Mafia was like, hey, where's our cocktail? I'm like, listen. <laughs> Y'all haven't been here for a long time. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't know if I was going to be able to count on you. Like, I knew the Bears were going to lose. So I knew that I could do that video. Like, that, I, I banked on that. Like, now I got to bank on on Tom Brady being the GOAT, which I, uh, I feel pretty good about. You got to try the Antonio Brown shot. That's what you got to do. What oh. is this? I'm Jaeger, scared. I'm Jaeger, Jaeger Meister and Goldschlager on top. That's the Antonio oh. Brown. <laughs> and that's going to be a no. Oh, that's going to be a no God. from Evan. That's you know what I I would have had to have had a lot of cocktails to say yes to that shot. Many cocktails. I mean, it, it'll 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 taste. Nah, it's not even gonna taste. No, it's not gonna work. No. Whatever you say, no. it'll it'll no. make you want to throw like bikes at at security cameras. That, <laughs> that I can see. That yeah. I can see. Yeah. Well, Paige, thanks for coming on the show and hanging out with us for the show. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. You can you can follow Paige at at the sports underscore page and also at the Draft Network on Twitter and all social media platforms. Paige, thank you. We got to have you on again, especially yeah, when thanks, the draft Paige. comes up. We uh, we love talking draft. We were at the combine last year, so uh, depending, yeah. depending on what they do, we'll we'll find out in a couple of months or so. So, Paige, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, I usually have a pretty good pulse on what they're going to do draft wise. So I think uh, I'll I'll be excited to come jo- join you guys for uh, for the draft. Awesome, thanks. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. Great. I just came up with that Antonio Brown thing, by the way. Did you really- make that up? I just made it he up. Did. That cool. does sound like a drink that, like, if I were envisioning Antonio Brown at a bar just ordering a shot, that's exactly what I would imagine <laughs> ordering. I mean, because because obviously, you know, he's 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 a, he's a dark skinned brother. But then you got remember when he had the gold, like the the yellow hair, the hair, yeah, yeah. You got the gold slogger on top, man, and then it's just wow. going really bad going down, and then just that makes you want to flexing that brain muscle, dude. I know it's too big. cuts right there. I was I like, I was like, if I took that shot. I too probably would be very like aggressive and angry. So I I'd throw a bike in a fence. It'd make you want to make you want to fight some people and throw some bikes at security cameras. Just make sure your HOA president is okay with uh, with you doing that and their bikes fans. So hey, it's all that matters. Love talking with Paige and also yeah. just hearing her insights. Obviously, on being a fan and, and knowing BA as a as a person and a coach, and I mean just hearing. The stories that she's had to go through, I mean, being a Bears fan and then <laughs> taking, <laughs> having to deal with the Bucks Nation coming at her quick and fast. Oh my gosh. Entitled um, fan base, you guys are. Well, well, wait, 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 let's, let's pump the brakes on that. Let's, <laughs> let's pump the brakes on the entitlement. I don't, I'm okay. not a part of that. I am not a part of the entitlement. That's fair. You I'm are a, a very logical Buccaneers fan. Thank you. I'm like, speaking said, to the royal, the royal you, the the, entire royal, the the royal highness, which is Bucks Twitter and Bucks Facebook, which are they think it's a scary oh, place, a dark oh, hole oh, of tears. That that's like the uh, <laughs> that's like the bathroom at a really dive bar you don't want. To <laughs> and it's got like the cutout. It's like the got the cutout in the bathroom where you don't want to look into because there's yeah. just like a hole and you're yeah, like, is that a yeah. camera? Is that a pe- like what's happening? And then there's yeah. scary words all over the wall. Mm-hmm. Like and the mirror is like hanging off and it's sideways and cracked. Yeah. For a good time call, such and such at you know when wow, you guys go to a lot of those places still. I try to stay, I leave <laughs> when I listen, listen, if it was a dark time in my life, I, I may have frequent those places from time to time. It was a long time ago. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're on the straight and narrow now, but before oh, yeah. we get out of here, 
let's rapid fire. Give me your one key to a oh. buck win. Oh, I know. I'm throwing you. I'm throwing you're doing you a special rapid yeah. fire. I like this. Uh, Sorry. I I would say okay. Wait, I'll, you want me to go first, Chip, or you want? Go ahead. Uh, rapid go fire ahead. for this. So the one one key to them is I, I'll go back to it. It's the run game. I think you know. Obviously, the Saints have Kamara, and he's going to be probably running all day. But the Bucks need to get the run game going because now they got depending how how healthy Rojo is. Fournette looked good against Washington. They've got a great defense, but then you're going up against the Saints, who also have a great defense as well. So I think once they get the run game game going, and that's that takes a little bit off of Tom Brady too, even though he likes to throw and likes to spread the ball around all day long. But they need to get that going because if they're getting stifled at the at the line and that run game's not going, and it, it might be a long day for the Bucks because then Tom Brady's got to throw it 50, 60 times and. I mean, we've seen that before. What what's that? What did you say? Into a pretty good secondary. Yeah. So it's I would say get the ground game going. And I I, I want to see those matchups, man. I want to see Lattimore mm-hmm. and Mike Evans just have a grudge match and just punching each other in the face and just uppercutting each other in the not the, you know, not really. I mean, yeah, they can't kill each other and go to the hospital and leave the game, but you know, I just think you gotta find a way to uh first down and and we talked about this and Kaylee, you brought it up earlier. The Saints are always getting chunk plays first down. They're getting that seven or eight yards to make it really easy. If the Bucs can eliminate those chunk plays and get the Saints into, you know, awkward, you know, third downs more than they're used to, you know, third and eight, third and nine, you know, hold on that first down play. Don't let them get a chunk of yards. Don't get let them get six or seven yards. So stop the momentum and stop the chunk plays. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what Devin White does if he's going to shadow Kamara out of the backfield or if they're going to kind of slide him because we know Kamara out of the backfield is just unbelievable. He has the chance to go all the way when he catches it. You're not wrapping up. So it'll be interesting to see what they do and how they slide the defense. Uh, Levante David will be a busy man too. So uh, we'll see what happens. Kaylee, what's your what's your rapid fly? What's your X factor? What's your um so I have two. One is just score in the red zone. I think that's something yeah. they've had trouble with all season. We saw it again last week in the second half. I think it's kind of why that game looked a lot closer in the second half than it probably should have. Too many field goals for my taste. The second is I don't know if you've noticed, but if you're watching the Saints Bears game and the and the regular season game, they have a player on defense, Gardner. What's his name? Gardner. No, no, uh, Chauncey Gardner. Yep, Gardner Johnson. Yeah, Gardner Johnson. Now, basically, enticed two different players on the Bears to swing at him, therefore getting ejected. And for some reason, if he wants to make this a running tradition, just imagine Antonio Brown and this guy going at it on the field. I'll just leave it out there. It's a take, fun thing for me to envision. Take some Antonio Brown shots afterwards. Yeah. I, did you guys? Okay. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch? The, look, we're gonna go over. I don't care. Did you watch the? Yeah, Nickel- gonna, gonna, did Did you watch the Nickelodeon broadcast of the games? I, I don't want to watch another game that's not on Nickelodeon. I don't want to <laughs> watch another game not on Nickelodeon. It was <laughs> so awesome. Like the way it was they so it, fun. Oh my! The slime in the end zone. Like they made they put like graphics on the players' faces. Uh, the commentary. I could do without like yeah, yeah, they, dropped the, they dropped an F-bomb on live TV, by the way, but like, I know. but it was so interactive. It was so cool. Like I had, I switched. I was like, I can't, I, can't, I have to go to Nickelodeon to check this out. And I'm glad I did because it was the most like 
they they dropped so many like old school stuff from Nickelodeon. Like, I, why why have been this done? Like, this hasn't been done before. I, I don't know why. Like this this brings in a. I could well, you know what I could deal without the young Sheldon stuff. Like obviously he was exp- yeah. he was explaining the game to like kids and everything, but I could I could do without that maybe once in a while. But that that to me like the NFL is always leaps and bounds in front of everybody when it comes to like expanding the brand. Like that brings in a, like a new generation of like fans of the NFL while the like Major League Baseball is going okay, we're gonna maybe let in some people this year and we're going to like maybe not broadcast uh, the games on blackout dates. And uh, we're, we're not going like, to expand our brand. Like NFL goes, look on Nickelodeon, man. We got, we got slime showers all day. We'll, we'll do this to make it fun. Like that was, they should do that for the oh, Super Bowl. Honestly. I want to see it every week. I never want it to end. I want every yeah. week to have one <laughs> game on Nickelodeon. I cannot watch it any other way. If the NFL is listening, I don't I don't want it if it's not Nickelodeon. Give me Mark Summers from Double Dare as one of your commentaries. He would do a fantastic job. And then uh Dave Coulier uh from Full House. Like that dude. <laughs> that that's your broadcasting team right there. Oh man, yeah, you could throw in throw in Nate Burleson. He did I'll, right. I'll watch any game on Nickelodeon. Like that's the thing, is like if you put the worst game of the week, which to be fair, that was the worst, worst game of the week. And if you put it on Nickelodeon, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to I'm going to organize my entire weekend plan around watching that Nickelodeon game. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right, everybody, was, calm down. We're not was, doing all in Nickelodeon games. Jesus, Chip. I was waiting on the. You remember the show? The, uh, the it had the big Inca statue would talk to you, and it was a game show where you'd go through the the the. the Inca Nick, Ar- Nick Arcade, wasn't it? Nick Arcade. It was another one. It was like you had the big Inca statue that would like talk to you and 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 give you and volcanoes and stuff. Yeah, dude, I have that in like the end zone going touchdown or something like dude. <laughs> Thursday night games. If you want to do it for every Thursday night football game, I will totally be in on that. Okay, I'm here for We're, it. I'm here for you it. Are Thursday nights. Even though John Radio John has been doing like Saint stuff all day, all all show, he does bring up a good point. Tomorrow night, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Look yeah. at him go there. Yeah, thank you, that? Josh. Damn. Thank you, Josh and Johnny. But uh, Johnny brings up a good point. Uh, tomorrow night, lightning starts tomorrow. They raise I, the they lower the banner tomorrow night. Even though no fans will be in attendance, even though they they. We're going to say fans will be in there, but uh, I'm excited. Lightning hockey is back. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed. I was really looking forward to going to Emily Arena uh, to watch some hockey games, even though we've got the the Raptors there for for some reason. Like, the NBA doesn't care. You know, they want fans to come in and get COVID. But, like, I know I wish the NHL would maybe loosen up the reins a little bit. What Before, I know we're, we're, we're going over a lot, which is fine. But, Chip, what are your thoughts on that? Are you okay with are you Are you a little sad, a little disappointed? Um- I mean, yeah, I'm disappointed. We always love to, you know, go. That game we went oh, to, Evan, was was fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, it sounded like the NHL is uh, – obviously they're going to lose a lot of money. The season was shortened, I think, to 56 games. Commissioner Bettman came out and talked uh, a lot about the, the season itself, and they want to keep it for the, the players and the normalcy and some of the things going on in the NHL. Um, I don't know. I hope it opens up eventually but obviously the lightning are a different team they're minus cooch uh they had to cut some salary caps so they had to uh get some new players you know trades, uh, trades so, there. yeah trades as well so but yeah definitely uh we'll watch the bolts they're playing the chicago blackhawks i believe oh man uh, that, last, that last game we went to was a little saucy man that VIP. Yeah. oh buddy it's a good time like, i feel like they should have done with the lakers did and wait to do banner unveiling until fans can go 
Like, is that just, I don't know. Like, are they doing the yeah. entire thing? Because no, I, I just feel like the Lakers got their rings, but they were like, we're going to wait to do the banner and unveil and like celebrate until our fans are in our, the arena. So I, I, I feel I, like they could have maybe done that. If Vinick is smart, which I, he is a smart man, mm. um, I would, I would, I would rather see them in or lower the banner when fans eventually go back. Cause that, I mean, that's a special moment because the fans yeah. are, you know, a big part of that organization uh, organization. We're, we're a big part of that, you know, for them. Yeah. So I, I think I, I, I would say, hopefully they wait to, to, to lower the banner because that would be a special moment for everybody. You have thunderstruck playing in the background. You got fireworks going on. Me and Chip are going to do some shots of Antonio Brown and drinking Jack and Cokes all night. <laughs> Crazy. We'll we'll do start some fights on the ice. It'll be great. It'll be fun. <laughs> no one's doing Antonio Brown shots with you. I'm I'll sorry. Do an, I'll do an Antonio Brown shot. How much do you think it cost, Jaeger, with Goldschlager on top? Probably like nineteen dollars or something. Yeah. I mean, oh god, at, there, at, yeah, it would be an arm and a leg. At Emily, it'll probably cost fifty bucks just for one <laughs> shot. It's like that that big. So for sure, for sure. Any page and yeah. shoot that shot in if uh, maybe you do some uh, some cross networking. She makes her drink, and then you have to do the shot. Oh, I like that. A collab. Yeah, yeah Johnny boy, we're, we're you're kind of dead to us until after this weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's like coming in on the back end, trying to be yeah. like nice and all sweet and bound the lightning. And now, as if he didn't like harass the show for the past hour about the Saints, but it's fine, <laughs> no big deal. Any uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, huge game. Really excited okay. for the Buccaneers. I mean, uh, matchup wise, this is going to be this is going to be a dogfight, and kind of what Paige said, and we've all alluded to. This will be the third time. You don't want to get swept. There's enough bulletin board and enough ammunition. I think the Bucks are peaking at the right time. I think they found themselves for this matchup and really need to bring it home. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a good uh, Sunday. 640 tuck in the children pass out the ammunition i think uh we've got a special show on thursday we've got the we believe in saints podcast host coming on to uh we'll do a little we'll do a little matchup debating with them uh to see who uh who wins out of that so that'll be fun on thursday night and then uh go bolts man let's defend the title let's go back to back i want to i want to i mean i eventually want to go i want to see the games man like i'm stuck i'm tired of being stuck in my house for god's sakes i want to I want to go out and get crazy and do Antonio Brown shots with my boy Chip. And Kaylee, if you want to do one, you can do that too. No, thanks. <laughs> and I'll Josh, 20, I like 27 24. That's what I like, Buck. I'm going to go 31 28. That's what I'll do for my score. I was going to say 31 27. Okay. Close. We're all in that same. I'm not going to say. Do I have? I'm, I'm going to say Bucks, of course. but Winning that yeah. game. But. Okay, well, whatever. We know we know you're not really a Bucks and aficionado. I provide the anti-Bucks fan. I'm not anti-Bucks fan, but I provide the um the external point of view on this podcast. There so. you go. I thought I was be. doing that. No, you what <laughs> with your Homer takes every week? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, no. no. All right. But thank you guys for tuning in in the comments. Make sure to tune in on Thursday night at 8 p.m. And follow us on uh, Twitter, Play the Bay TV, Facebook, Play the Bay, what is it, 2020? And 2020. yep, YouTube and the Believe Podcast Network, Play the Bay. And we will see you guys on Thursday. Subscribe on iTunes and also Spotify. We need subscribers. Right Bye, the Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. 
We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.